to use that opportunity to go and, and indoctrinate these kids with your street ghetto philosophy. Certain point. If you raise your level of income to the status of a rock star, then uh -huh, uh -huh, then, right. then you got to keep coming up with ways to maintain that status. We, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even saying eat meat, but at least put some cereal in the milk. Come on. <laughs> you, that's like taking six, 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 the mark of the beast, and redefining it, like Biggie tried to do, and saying, no, it means this or that. No, 666 is 666, you can call it holy 666, but it's still the mark of the beast. Whether it's welcome or unwelcome, you as preachers of the word are to show people in what way their lives are wrong. We welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Truth and circumstance. We talked about this last week. We're going to talk about it again because I'm just digging up stuff that don't make sense. Just don't make sense. I, you know, we talked last week. How many of you enjoyed the message last week? Last week has been the most downloaded message I've, I've up, uploaded to the, web, to the website since, since I've been doing ABC. I mean, it is, it, it's, it's like gone everywhere. It was a very powerful message talking about truth. Well, this one is on, along the same line. But last week we talked about the disciples that left Jesus. Amen. How do you leave Jesus? Now, that simple question just sparked everyone's thought process because people don't think about that. Okay, you're a Christian, but you're Christless. How do you leave Christ and still be a Christian? You know, they called themselves Christian. They were just Gnostic Christian. Amen. It's, it's just impossible. Look at somebody say it's impossible. And, and I left this question out there on the table last week. And I'm, I'm just, I have to say it again, even though it's rhetorical and there's no answer to it. But what were they thinking when they left him? What, was go what, what were they saying? What, isn't that something? Can you wrap your mind around that? You leave in Jesus. You're a Christian believer. But you leave in the source. What are you thinking when you do that? When I talked about the people that left in Sacramento, and of course a couple of them emailed me, I left because in the garden, God, it was all spiritual. It wasn't even natural. And God made man and woman the same. They were the same. They had the same authority. But the curse came, and it cursed the woman. So now she's less than a man. It's a curse. I said, well, even if it's a curse, you still got to do it. Even if, it's, even if, if I got to work, you got to submit. Tight jaws and all. Even though you wrong as wrong can be. That whole thing you just said is foolishness. That is not how God made man and woman. He made us natural, man. And we wouldn't know devil. He didn't make angels. And then we fell and became flesh. That's some foolishness. When he, from our inception, it was through the clay of the earth. That is the dumbest Jamal Bryan explanation I've ever heard. Yeah, she's just going off. I'm one of the ones that walked out. And it was all spiritual. And it was this and that. I said, well. But that's the way they are. They got up and walked out of the service. Why? Because they don't want the truth. It's too much truth. It's, the Bible said that Jesus' teachings were too hard. And so they're like, Jesus, we, bye, we're leaving you. Oh, so you're not a believer. No, no, I'm still a believer. I'm just, I'm, I'm just leaving you. So you don't believe anymore? Oh, I still believe. Oh, you believe in me? Well, no, I don't believe in you. Well, then, how are you a believer? Because I believe 
and what? Um, you know, whatever I'm doing, if it don't line up with Christ, I got to make it line up. Because if my belief, my, all my belief is in him. Amen? Because he's the fullness of God. So if I don't believe in him, I don't believe. The whole reason you call me a believer is because I believe in him. Knowing the truth about yourself is very important in accepting truth. If we do not accept the truth about ourselves, then we cannot accept the whole truth of the word. When we look upon ourselves, we should see what God sees. Not what people see. We should see what God sees. If you look at yourself and see what God sees, sees a lot of stuff you won't do. A lot of positions you won't go for. Yeah. A lot of the light you won't seek. Because a lot of that is about what people see. Amen. A lot of ministries wouldn't have even been started. If folks had looked upon themselves and saw what God saw. Because God saw somebody that wasn't ready. But the people pushed you out there. Brother, you better, you, you, you need, that, that'll preach. That'll preach. You need to go get 501c3, go get you some leaders and elders and put it all together and form a ministry. Well, you're going off what people see. But did God tell you that? Just because you got a good idea don't mean, mean you need to launch it into the stratosphere. Amen. Amen. I feel like I'm ready deep down inside. Well, how are you treating your wife? Still ready? How are you treating the, the sisters at the church? How are you treating your, your relatives? How are you treating your own kin folks? Are you really ready? Either we are pleasing him through our actions and our deeds, or we are pleasing us. Amen. Matthew 6 and 29. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. People read this scripture and miss it. You cannot serve God in mammon. They say, well, I mean, I'm, you know, mammon's not my master. You don't understand what he's saying here. Before he even said you cannot serve God and mammon, he said no man can serve two masters, whatever those masters are. Most of the time it's not the devil. Most of the time it's a source from the devil. Most of the time, it's a derivative of the devil. And nine out of ten times, probably, it's you. Can't serve yourself and God. What makes you feel good and makes you feel important and puts you before people and makes you feel grand, that's a master. You can't serve that and God. God does not choose people like that. You have no biblical evidence of him ever choosing anyone that was seeking to be chosen. Am I telling the truth? The world has cloned the phrase, what would Jesus do? And I love Jesus, but I hate that phrase. It is so, it's just novelty. It's trivial. It's just something people like to say. They don't even know what it's saying. Homosexuals have a, a rainbow bracelet with what would Jesus do on that. Yes, they do. Yeah. And the men wear it like this. Anytime you ask a man what time is it and he does that, that's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll guess. i guess at the sunlight. I, I'll just measure the sun. I'll just... See how hungry I am. You know, you can tell time how hungry you are. Six o'clock. Must be here. Because my stomach is rumbling. I'd rather do that than look at your watch like that. 
Then they can't ever see it. Well, why do I gotta do their mouth like that? It's nasty. What would Jesus do? But the truth is that people don't want to accept what he already did. You don't have to ask what would he do. It's written down what he would do. People want to think for Jesus instead of reading and understanding what God desires for us. 2 Timothy 4 and 4. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth. And we went in on this scripture last week. And shall be turned unto what? John chapter 8. One of my favorites. Jesus taught a very important sermon after the woman was caught in adultery and all that. And I liked it because Jesus would let, uh, let circumstance happen before he would give truth. So a circumstance would happen. He'd do it. Make everybody mad. And then he, then he gives truth. It's like he wouldn't give them truth until they got mad. Because the anger showed their motive. They couldn't hide their motive when they were mad. Isn't that deep? Isn't that deep? Jesus would do something that he knew was going to tick him off. Let me heal this man on the Sabbath. And then I'll preach. <laughs> like, yeah. And that's what, he was do- that, that's what he would do. Just read the scripture. You'll see. Uh, you see, you know, the new age folks and the soft preaching and the, and the um, seeker friendly people. You know, they would never do that. They would preach first before any kind of circumstance because they don't want anyone upset. Jesus wanted them upset. Because they show their true motives. And then he knew who to preach to and what, who was here just for the show. Who was here because I'm doing miracles. Who was here because they were trying to make their own name great or their own reputation great. He could just bring all of that out by letting a situation occur. But even Solomon did that. Remember, he just let a situation arise. Let the answer find itself. Jesus taught a very important sermon about the reasons why the people could not receive him. He explained to them that in order to be free, they would have to continue in his word. John 8 and 31, then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You would think that they would hear that and be like, okay, well, since you are the Christ, because I'm calling myself a believer, I believe what you just said. But the problem was that they did not know themselves and they didn't know they were bound. They felt that because they were Abraham's seed, they were not in bondage. That was the whole point. So we're like, we with you, Jesus. Oh, but now you're putting us, you're making us like Gentiles, like normal people, us, me, I'm Abraham's seed. I've never been in bondage to any man. So how are you saying how sayest thou, ye shall be made free? We can't be made free if we're not in bondage. We're Jews. Let me bring this to modern day so you can understand what I'm saying. Come on, come on, come on. We're Pentecostal. We're derivatives of the apostolic succession. Hands been laid for years. How you gonna tell me my clergy collar is Catholic? How you gonna tell me my big cross is pagan? How you gonna tell me? That the robe I have on is Dagon the fish. Boy, three generations of bishops wore this robe. <laughs> Brother, you can be free from all of that. You can be free from that system. You can be free from that gay overseer. You can be free from that illegal male covering. You can be free from all of that. God wants to free you. Free me? The power of God is on me. Not dressed like that. You dress pagan. Yes, sir. 
That's pagan stuff. So you can't cast out devils. You can't heal the sick. Not when they gone. But it don't mean that for me. Man, who are you? Who are you to tell me? That's what they were saying. Hey, we're Abraham's seed. We're descendants from a blessed lineage. We're in bondage to no man. There's no bondage here. Can I keep going? This is very prevalent today. People feel that because they claim Christ, they are not bound. But Jesus let them know that their actions were speaking louder than their words. You are bound. No, I'm not. Okay? Preach against homosexual bishops in front of the homosexual bishops that's over you and see what happens. You're bound. Yes, sir. Preach against Freemasonry. And your leader is Freemason. You're bound. Can I just tell you what God told me? Is that all right? I know. I know the amens are thinning out because it's getting a little spooky in here. Because I've gone somewhere. Yes, I've gone somewhere. But Jesus let them know that their actions were speaking louder than words. Mark seven and nine, and He said unto them, "Full well ye reject the commandment of God that you may keep your own what." Thou shalt have no other God before thee. Then how are you a Freemason? How are you an organization when the leader of the organization is Freemason? How is he your spiritual covering? And God said there should be no mediator between you and God. So what you expect me to do? Just leave? Yeah. So you expect me to be just like a Gentile? A normal Gentile? This robe makes me feel a certain way. This color, this position, this authority. I feel, st- you want me to be just a regular person? Yeah. Oh boy, I have stumbled on something that stinks. He was letting them know that their true allegiance was showing through their actions and not their claims. They claimed to be disciples, but they were slaves to paganism and tradition. They claimed to be of God, but they couldn't receive the words of God. John 8 and 39. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. We're from Abraham. Jesus said unto them, if you was Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. Abraham didn't practice paganism. But now you seek to kill me, a man that hath told you the truth, which I have heard of God, just like Abraham. So you're Abraham's, Abraham's your father, but you're not doing what Abraham did. You're trying to kill me, but I'm just doing what Abraham did. So if you was Abraham's children, you'd recognize that we're brothers. But you want to kill me. And all I'm doing is what Abraham did. I am preaching in here. And I don't care how you look. No matter how much Jesus tried to explain, Lord help. They could not hear him. They kept considering their natural existence and prestige. Instead of the spiritual things of God. In other words, they could not let go of their self-image and earthly heritage. John 8 and 43. 
Jesus said, why do you not understand my speech? Oh, I know. It's because you cannot hear my word. You can never hear God's word if you're holding on to yourself. If any man come to me, he must first deny himself. These so-called disciples walked and talked with Jesus while rejecting him. Wow. Now the disciples we talked about last week left him. These disciples are a little different. They walked with him and rejected him at the same time. This is where we are today. Many that claim Jesus and Christianity have rejected Christ. Somebody tweeted me the other day. Well, let me finish. They claim the Bible culture but deny the source. Somebody tweeted me the other day and said, Brother, do you ever think the time will come where Christians will be openly persecuted for their faith and their belief and killed for what they believe? I said, not in America. It's happening. It's happening right now. Not in America. So why not in America? Have you seen these Christians? They're walking with them and they rejected them. The New World Order got them. You don't need to hold a knife to their neck and say, do you believe in Jesus? You just let them keep thinking they believe in Jesus and let them keep serving the devil at the same time. Let them keep doing what they want to do. Their own thing. That's all you got to do. Give them some money. Or give them a source. Or give them some prestige. Give them some positions. Just put them out there. And watch what they'll do. They'll leave God. And think they still have him. And they'll even make a religious organization out of it. They wear the crosses and the cuff links. Neck scarves and clergy collars. Fish hats and robe. They'll wear it all. And at the same time, when the truth comes, they're rejected. Because it's going to get in the way of them being somebody. So all you got to do is make them all somebody. John 8 and 47. He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore can't hear them. And the reason why you can't Hear me, Jesus said, because you are not of God. Then Jesus looked at them and saw they started frowning. He said, well, y'all ain't, y'all not as mad as I'd like to make you. You are of your father, the devil. Yes, sir. He's just telling the truth. Yeah, but sometimes... And I've heard preachers preach. See, Jesus, if he hadn't have said that, I'd be wanting to fight people when they, when they do that. See, if John the Baptist had watched how he talked to, about the king, he wouldn't have got his head chopped off. I heard a preacher preach. That's what you think? Is that what you think? You think John the Baptist was worried about his head? You worried about your head? Yeah. And 
that homosexual that's over you, you ain't John the Baptist, brother. John the Baptist, could, John the Baptist ate locusts and he didn't care about his food. You think he cared about his head? He wasn't even thinking about the king. He was just preaching against sin. The king, the, the, the king got in the line of fire. He was just out there firing off. You want to kill him? Yeah, see, if, if he had watched it, see, see now, Nathan went to David a certain way and loved God. John the Baptist can't go to the king. He's walking around in hay, wearing hay and leaves. How can he go to the king? If he had went to the king the right way, he didn't have king's clothes. Then he wasn't thinking about, look at somebody say, he wasn't thinking about the king. He was talking about the, he was preaching to the 50,000 that had journeyed 28 days to hear the truth. They told me that, brother. EX Ministries ain't going to make it, brother, because the way you're doing it. But see, if you had a Nathan approach, I said, brother, I'm not talking to kings. I'm talking to men that are equal to me. I ain't buying my head to no homosexual leader. I don't care how many big crosses you got on. How wide your collar is. It could be so wide you can't put your head down. That means nothing to me. I'm supposed to approach these guys? No! Let's see Stephen do that. Boy. See, they don't know. They don't know. Y'all read Stephen's message? Talking to the leaders? Can I keep preaching in here? I'm tired of foolishness, can you tell? The Jews belittled others with their claim of supremacy through the lineage of Abraham. Pecking order. There's a pecking order. Jews eat first. The pecking order. But Jesus let them know that it was God that chose Abraham and the same God sent him. John 8 and 42, Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, ye would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from him. And so I tell them, hey man, I'm preaching truth. So if you really love, if you feel with the Holy Ghost, isn't the Holy Ghost the spirit of truth? So if you feel with the Holy Ghost, then you ought to love the truth. Why is the truth making you mad? What are you filled with? I know you got tongues. I know you lay hands. I know you do all of those things. I, I, I've, I've watched you. I've seen your manifestation. Everything. But then when I preach truth, you can't accept it. But it's the spirit of truth. So why, what spirit do you have if it's not the spirit of truth? It's not the spirit of truth, the comfort of the Holy Ghost. So how do you have it and won't receive the truth I'm preaching? Jesus said, for I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he that sent me. So if God is your father, then you would love me. Because I came from the father and was sent by the father. Me and the father are one. So why you got a problem with me? You got a problem with me, you got a problem with God. 
They were so programmed by tradition that they could not accept truth from the very source of truth. Summary! Our churches are full of antichrist ceremonies, programs, structures, methods that have been passed down from years of tradition. Yet these things bring idolatry into the church of God. But because people benefit from them, they are not challenged. And when men stand up against these traditions and pagan practices, the church leaders get upset and defend the lie and seek to destroy the messenger. The truth can be right in front of their faces, but because it's long-standing tradition, they choose to lie and reject the truth. Jesus was trying to get the Jews to let go of their earthly traditions and accept his spiritual inheritance. But because they could not profit from it in the eyes of people, they rejected it. And today, for the sake of profit and prestige, many are holding on to tradition and rejecting truth. John 5 and 37. And the Father himself who sent me has given witness about me. Not one of you has even given ear to his voice. His form you have not seen. And you have not kept his word in your hearts because you have not faith in him who he has sent. You make search in the holy writings. That means you, you, you read the scriptures in the belief that through them you can get eternal life. And it is those scriptures. It's those scriptures that, that are they talking about me. And you still have no desire to come to me so that you may. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.